Well, I was looking for a prize for my new league, a belt or a ring or a nice trophy. My IDP guys went and had my back. The best swag online for champs is found on Trophy Smack. R-I-N-G, that spells ring. TrophySmack.com has the bling. Good, so good, I have to sing. Go and check them out, they have everything. I can show that I'm the master of my craft. I'm a champion in fantasy and I won't let you forget that. R-I-N-G, that spells ring. TrophySmack.com has the bling. Use promo code IDPGUYS at checkout for a free ring on trophysmack.com. All right. Welcome, boys and girls, to another episode of the IDP Plus podcast. Yo, 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 and ho, ho, ho. I'm Dynasty Santa, Steve Thomason. It is officially Christmas season. I'm a big November 1st guy, so I should be, if I don't lose this thing, I'll be rocking the same hat for, for the rest of the year on out here on the IDP Plus Pod. Matt, Matt Record at MRecord21. Welcome back, buddy. Hey, thanks. It's nice to be back. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it's nice to have made it to basically, I would say, the halfway point here. Um, with the weird additional week, it's kind of odd to, to uh there's no exact halfway point anymore because we've got 17 slash 18 weeks. So uh, we've made it. We made it. So we appreciate everyone listening. Those subscribe to YouTube, checking us out on the audio only on Spotify, iTunes, all that good stuff. Really appreciate it. If you want to give us a shot uh, for the rest of the year, we just launched what a 50% off um, yeah, for all if- levels of subscriptions, right? Yeah, 50% off uh, at the very least for the rest of the year uh, in-season right. subscription. Uh, it's What a what a heckin' bargain uh, to get access to all of our experts uh, helping you for that playoff push. Uh, yeah. You need us in there. Get in there. What do you have to lose? Absolutely. All right, we're going to dive right into the first game of the week, the Thursday night game, the Titans and the Steelers. Um, we're going to try to help you take away some stuff here to – to make those playoff pushes um, a little different uh, setup this week. We're going to have the fancy finishes along with our snap count tools. So these are tools that are directly available to subscribers on idpguys.org. Um, I think it's a fun way to, and, and possibly a better way uh, to kind of digest the information here. So uh, starting with the away team, the Titans. Um, so this is our fantasy finishes. This is uh, and now what's cool about this is you can ch- choose between three different uh, sort of types of scoring systems. We've got tackle premium, big play premium, and sort of a balance um, between offense and defense here. So I'm going with the tackle right now because I think that's what a lot of people kind of maybe unfortunately play. So um, so these are the fantasy finishes for the week. And then on the right, we've got our, our snap counts over there. So uh, the best Titans player was Aziz Al-Shair. Uh, he finished 45th on the week. Uh, then Amani Hooker. Jeffrey Simmons, of course, uh, he's always going to be up there. Uh, Christian Fulton, Jack Gibbons, Elijah Molden. And we see Terrell Edmonds uh, making a, an appearance uh, for the Titans here after, after the trade last week. Now, you can see he played – he went from playing just 25% of snaps all the way up to 85 So definitely there's a guy that, you know, we should maybe be taking inventory of here um, heading into week 10. Um 
disappointing if we look all the way at the bottom. Harold Landry had a bad week. Uh, I was kind of expecting him to keep that momentum from the previous week going, and unfortunately, he did not. So uh, kind of all the guys we expected to do something here did something. It looks like as far as the cornerback situation goes, um, unfortunately, Sean Murphy Bunting did get injured. He had been on a, on a pretty nice roll here lately, and uh, Roger McCreary missed his second straight game. So with that uh, happening, we saw Christian Fulton, Elijah Molden, and Trey Avery all have relevance this week. And last week's uh, slot corner, Eric Gerrard, you can see there, played 91%, dropped all the way to 23%. I believe that was due to a uh, injured Trey Avery in week eight there. So we're kind of that's kind of the pieces to the puzzle on the quarterback, cornerback, and uh, linebackers. You know, we know the story. It's Aziz Alshair is the number one. Jack Gibbons uh, played the most percentage-wise of snaps that he has all year, you can see there, um, up to 82%. He's been crushing it lately. So Jack Gibbons definitely a guy uh, we need to we need to take note of for the waiver wire. Um, and then the edge rushers, you know, nothing, nothing crazy uh, to take away there. Um, Harold Landry, you know, did play – Basically the most uh, or second most to Arden Key at 60% um, while they kind of tied there, but uh, just no stats to come away for Harold Landry. So uh, anything on the Titans end that that you want to touch base on? Yeah, pretty boring game from the Titans' perspective. You know, uh, no no splash plays, so no no interceptions, no sacks, um, just a bunch of tackles. But even then, people were splitting it up. So Aziz had a, you know, the best week of any of them. Uh, he had 10 yeah. combined, but only two were solo, uh, which is a more, which is crazy. Uh, so, so weird. Yeah, better days are coming for, for the Titans. Yeah. You know which ones to play. Yeah, kind of a rough matchup, and we 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 break these down for you in the written content. Um, the you know, the Steelers aren't exactly the most high-powered offense either. So right. um, kind of be to be expected there. So as speaking of the Steelers, as we flick over to there. Uh, information here. Um, we had uh, the number one Steelers player was Alex Highsmith, two sacks, I believe. Very nice. Uh, TJ Watt even got home for a sack. So TJ Watt's third here. Here's Elaine Don Roberts again. This guy's killing me. Although, unfortunately, the Cole Holcomb had a really, really bad, nasty injury on Thursday night. Sounds like he will probably be out for the rest of the year. I think I'm, he's officially out for the rest yeah. of the year. I'll, I'll check on that. But, you know, so as unfortunate as that is from a fantasy perspective, we're probably at least going to get some clarity here on the linebacker playing time going forward. Um, I don't know what – Landon Roberts feels like the – Nate Landman to uh, Quan Alexander's um, Caden Ellis for me. Like, you land on Roberts is like this annoying thorn in my side, but he's coming up with all the big splash plays. Although, Quan Alexander did end the game with an interception in this one. So, you can see Quan Alexander down there. He was the 147th best fantasy player this week. Um, uh, you know, the one, two, three, four, five, sixth best on the Steelers. We had Cam Hayward return in, in his glory, which is very nice to see. Uh, no, uh, similar to the Titans, not a lot of big splash plays here outside of the sacks and the, and the interception and the game there um, from the Steelers. But uh, Cam Hayward with a very solid baseline to, to return this week. So it was great to see that. Um, the safety situation, we saw DeMonte Casey and Keanu Neal um, take 
Uh, Casey did play 100%. Keanu Neal was 89%. So um, there we have your, your, you know, we have that figured out. Um, yeah, so it sounds like Quan Alexander and Elan on Roberts going forward are definitely worth rostering. Uh, who would you rather have? <laughs> I mean, I feel like... I'll take the easy bet and land on Roberts. I think he has the He's more consistent. There. Yeah, I think he has the more consistent role there on that defense. Um, we don't know when uh, Minka Fitzpatrick's going to come back, right? Yeah, um, I don't think he's placed in the IR. So once he's back, uh, you know the. Uh, Quan Alexander, you know, I don't know, someone that can take away take away some of his ability to make those splash plays. So I'd go Landon yeah. Roberts. I think it's a pretty steady role. Uh, we know that that linebacker position can be fruitful here on the Steelers. So I'd go with him. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Quan Alexander is technically going to play probably more snaps, but that in the Steelers system, that really doesn't mean anything, unfortunately. We saw it with Cole Holcomb kind of being a little inconsistent. Um at times this year he was finally getting on a little bit of a hot stretch and then of course the injury so yeah i think you you know i think this is actually very good also for tj watt and alex highsmith managers because mm -hmm. you know as much as they are you know these edge rusher big play guys i mean look at uh, you can see in here alex highsmith 85 percent of the snaps tj watt 93 percent of the snaps i mean if they're going to be out there like that i think it's just to the moon for them and we already like them uh, very sure. interesting there. Um, as far as the interior guys, yeah. So we saw came Hayward, uh, you know, with a very solid baseline from a fantasy perspective, and that was only with 55% of the snaps. We're going to only see that go up, and he's going to just get back to his monster self. So I would not be worried about him at all. Fire him back. I mean, I, as soon as I knew he was coming back, I had him start. Yeah, you got to him in there. You got him. <laughs> yeah. So he'll, he'll, he's going to continue to be a monster and, uh, a much welcomed uh, face to have back here. So, um, all right, you got anything else for Pittsburgh? No, not really. All righty. Um, that's going to take us to Germany for the Dolphins and the Chiefs, which, you know, started off a little rough um, for the Dolphins, tried to make a comeback here. But um, so we saw – uh, Zach Sealer as the number one um, Dolphins fantasy scorer uh, with the big big splash play there. Uh, Bradley Chubb behind him. Javon Holland next. Jalen Phillips still having a, a nice day. Got home for a sack there. Uh, David Long Jr. still, of course, doing, you know, when he's healthy and playing, he does very well. Uh, Cater Kohu, the corner, uh, is next. And Deshaun Elliott after that. Christian Wilkins. And Jalen Ramsey. Beyond that, we kind of had stinkers. Um, uh, a guy I want to touch on for this one is Andrew Van Ginkle. A lot of people are asking about him in the in the Discord chat and whatnot. I mean, folks, the you know his he's he's an okay player. He he does well when people are injured and he has to fill in. But when everybody's healthy, he doesn't have a role. So we can we can see that here by scrolling down on the snaps. Um, finding okay van ginkle yeah so in week mm. eight 26 percent yeah he popped back up to 45 percent um this week but i mean look at the stretch before everyone was healthy 60 61 82 76 he had an 88 in week two when jalen phillips first went out so it's just he's just a nothing when guys are healthy so when bradley chubb's healthy jalen phillips is healthy both of the interior you know david long and jerome baker are healthy Andrew Van Ginkle is waiver wire fodder. And yes, if pretty much any one of them is out for a game, he 
potentially could have a role, but um, yeah. So just, you can't be loyal to these kind of fringe uh, fantasy players here. Yeah. Um, look at those, those playtimes for Chubb and Phillips too. Like it's really nice to see yeah. Phillips back up to 85%, oh my God, you know, two straight so nice. weeks. Like, and he's been, you know, super consistent when he gets that playtime, you know, fully back mm-hmm. from injury. If you're not already starting him, even in shallower leagues, I, I, I consider him a top 10, top 15 play. Uh, mm-hmm. We're either Edge or DL, wherever you have them in your leagues. Um, and yeah, Chubb has been super surprising to me uh, how productive he's been um, lately. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's been it's been great. Um, he ended up with uh, what three tackles and a sack, which is which is pretty nice uh, production from him. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's see, checking out where they're ranking. Oh yeah, so with yeah. our oh and the for and forced to fumble, yeah, yeah. My goodness. So we're looking at uh, the scoring for our uh, Scott Fishbowl equivalent ch- uh, <laughs> a charity tournament that we run with the IDP guys. Uh, and Chubb is the second overall uh, defensive end, yeah, uh, or first overall defensive end actually, because uh, Zach Sealer's yeah, over- Sealer's oh, for it. Miami. Oh, sorry for Miami. Yeah, um, yeah, averaging fifteen points a game. That's huge. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, very nice. Um, this was just a, that's just his week nine uh, score oh, specifically. Oh, oh. Um, I wonder what it would be actually. Uh, what his average is? Um, he's probably around there. Uh, yeah, 13, 13 and a half yeah. points yeah. average. So um, yeah, yeah, very happy Russian to see it. him producing and and back healthy for sure. Um, yeah, so it's interesting. Uh, Jerome Baker played one hundred percent of the snaps, but only had two solo tackles. Meanwhile, David Long. 77 had eight total tackles although three of them um only solos and the rest were assists so uh yeah that's going to be a headache all year it's going to one week's going to be david long next week's going to be jerome baker it is kind of is what it is so um anything else on the dolphins no i think i think uh zach sealer um jalen phillips christian wilkins you know, maybe some of those defensive backs, the only ones that I feel super confident in every week. Uh, Chubbs works his way up there uh, yeah. you know, in your in your deeper leagues. Uh, but, you know, those splash plays aren't always going to be there. I, I feel more confident in Jalen Phillips' tackle floor, which he's been mm-hmm. uh, rocking the last couple of weeks, uh, than I do in Bradley Chubb with his tackle floor. Because, again, he doesn't really get many tackles. Uh, so, yeah, good good on the Dolphins. Nice yeah, the... week, week off. <laughs> yeah. Lick their wounds. Absolutely. Uh, I do see on the corners here, Xavier Howard returned and him and Jalen Ramsey played hundred percent. Meanwhile, Cater Kohu down to 65 after being damn near hundred, almost every game. Um, so that, I don't know. I hope that's not a trend because <laughs> he was, he's been really, really good for fantasy. So we're going to have to have to look in further into that. Um, and see why that's going on. So on the Kansas City side, uh, Trent McDuffie with the really big game um, for Kansas City. He was the 13th best uh, fantasy producer overall and the number one Kansas City. Uh, Jalen Watson behind him, I believe, on a pick. Um, Leo Chanel next. Willie Gay after that. Drew Tranquil uh, coming up third out of all the linebackers. So that's interesting. Uh, Mike Edwards after that. Uh, Trishon Wharton, the defensive tackle, had a had a nice little sack or possibly split a sack. Uh, Legarius Sneeds, this was another Trent McDuffie uh, in the win column week. Uh, and then Brian Cook 
Justin Reed there. The edge rushers, you know, now Tua, Tua was a, a bad matchup. Now Mahomes was a bad matchup, mm-hmm. and a couple of Miami guys got home. Um, but no, not a lot of action on Tua uh, to get him down. So you saw the Michael Danas, the Charles Amenehues, and the George Carlathis, and the Chris Jones of the world all finish very, very bad this week. But, you know, we, we try to – tell you that um, in the written content. So we had that broken down as far as fantasy matchups versus, and, and, you know, offensive snaps, all that good stuff. Dolphins are really only uh, fruitful to linebackers and safeties for the most part from a fantasy perspective. So um, I would say, okay, I want to look into the linebackers here. If you want to touch on anyone. Yeah. uh, Trent McDuffie continuing to do Trent McDuffie things. Uh, Vittorio Sneed did leave at some point with an apparent injury. I don't know. We can Ah. see it in the snap counts. I don't remember if he came back or not. Um, So definitely worth monitoring. Uh, Hopefully that does not impact, you know, where they're playing Trent McDuffie because it's been super fruitful uh, for, for those that listened to us before the year, before the year started. Um, yeah, no Nick Bolton yet again, you know, leading to that playtime for, for Leo Chanel, Drew Tranquil, and Willie Gay. And yeah, I'd be interested to see what you were pulling up there in terms of the playtime. Because um, Leo Chanel getting home with the sack and yeah. seven combined tackles, like that's no fluke. Yeah, it's interesting because so, uh, and he did that on, I will say, only 54% of the snaps. Oh, uh, there 34 you go. Snaps. So that is incredible efficiency. Now, I think we both really like Leo Chanel um, as a player. And you saw Drew Tranquil play 95% of the snaps and finish behind him mm-hmm. and Willie Gay. So, and sometimes these things just happen, you know, playing a team like the Dolphins who kind of was off the run game, you know, the bigger plays were available to those guys whose skill sets suit that. Um, whereas Drew Tranquil is kind of that thumper in the middle. Uh, they have been sending Leo Chanel after the quarterback recently. I'm not totally sure why. He profiles as more of a thumper in the middle as well. But, hey, we will take it. That's two weeks in a row with a sack uh, for Chanel. So I'm, I'm yes, absolutely sir. loving that. <laughs> yeah, I you don't you can't trust him or Gay really. So I stand corrected. It kind of is the fluke. That's insane tackle efficiency. Yeah. Um, Tranquil is the only linebacker that you can really trust, uh, and presumably once Bolton comes back, you know everyone else's mm-hmm. playtime is going to plummet down. Other than Tranquil, um, and, and yeah, game script for this one, the uh, yeah shifted yeah. very quickly uh, to being very pass heavy for the Dolphins as the Chiefs sort of ran up the score quickly there. So yeah, not a whole lot to learn here other than Trent McDuffie. Is an absolute stud, and you yeah. should be playing where you play. have to play quarterbacks. And he'll be susceptible to matchups just like anyone. All defensive backs are inconsistent. They're really hard to predict, but uh, for the most part, he is an auto must-start. Um, yeah, you'll be chasing points with Leo Chanel. Like, I, again, we we really like his upside, and this is great for Dynasty going forward, but, like, if you're going to roll, if especially, like, if you've missed out on these past two weeks, trying to force him into your starting lineup going forward, it just may not work out all that great. So I would expect Drew Tranquil to retake the number one fantasy uh, scoring linebacker uh, designation back this week. So uh, Agreed. All right. Um, that'll take us to <laughs> the Vikings and the Falcons. So this was an awesome game. I'm so happy the Falcons lost because – I hate Arthur Smith for uh, the the offensive side of the ball. Uh, just complete embarrassment and nightmare. So uh, the top players were for my, uh, Minnesota's and Jordan Hicks. 
Uh, of course, Daniel Hunter up there doing his thing. Cornerback at Caleb Evans. Uh, Byron Murphy, the other corner right behind him. My guy, Josh Metellus, the number one uh, safety for the Vikings this week. Uh, followed closely by Harrison Smith. Unfortunately, Cam Bynum had a really down week. Um, mm. Tough tough to explain why sometimes. Let's see. I don't think he missed many snaps here. Uh, yeah, he played 100% of the snaps. Uh, Josh Metellus up to – I mean, look at this run of snaps, man. 95, 94, 85, 89, 100, 99, 99. You love to see it. I'm going to hammer him home every week. You need to be on Josh Metellus. He's essentially the linebacker too. So he's almost even more valuable than like Harrison Smith because he's getting played all over the important parts of the field and just – you know, always in a position to score um, IDP fantasy points. So I love Josh Metellus. Came by him, just a down game. Not really much to uh, to take away there. He's been probably the most consistent defensive back the entire year. So he was due for a down game, and we're we're going to give him a pass for that. I mean, look at that consistency. This is his first. This yeah. is his first week falling outside of the top 100 of all the IDP players, right? Right. You know, this entire year. So you'll give him. You'll give him a break. Absolutely. Um, let me just see if there's any noteworthy performances. I mean, yeah, most of the guys, you know, Jordan Hicks scooped up all the tackles. Uh, some of the, yeah, the corners. Nine solo sack, a couple yeah. for a loss. Like, it was, yeah. it was a really nice day for him. Yeah, Jordan Hicks just continues to be a, a monster. Um, yeah, I don't really see, you know, Daniel Hunter with the 15 points with no sack. I mean, that's yeah, all from really tackles. great You'll to see. You love to see it. You love yeah. to see that. That's the kind of floor you just can't. You can't. You actually don't have that floor with guys like Miles Garrett, uh, Michael Parsons, DJ um, Watt, Nick even. Bosa, like yeah. DJ Watt, like that. That does not exist. So that is really, really awesome to see. Um, yeah. Other than that, nothing crazy. Ivan Pace continues to be waiver wire fodder. So, yes, sir. <laughs> On the Falcons and. Um, now My I know guy, David on Yamada. Yo, yeah, screw Nate Landman. Uh, although Kate Nels did okay. You can see, so it goes Nate Landman with a top 10 performance um, because he gets a sack. That's not even his skill set. It frustrates me beyond that. That's what Kate Nels does well. And <laughs> Landman gets a sack now. Not only was he beating him in tackles since forever, and now he's going to get sacks ahead of Ellis too? Like, what? Is, uh, this is another Arthur Smith thing, I guarantee it. So as frustrating as he is on the offensive end, now I don't know that it's him, him really, you know, he can't decide the, the IDP production, obviously. But um, it just feels like, you know, why are you sending Nate Landman after the quarterback and not Caden Ellis? So, um, but hey, Caden Ellis was the third scorer after Landman and Onimata. So Onimata, we got to talk about, you know, with Grady Jarrett going down, I believe out for the year. Um, you know, we said he's going to be the top replacement, him and Clay's Campbell, who actually did had a, a, a pretty nice week too. Yeah. Um, you know, now there was 75 defensive snaps available in this one which, you know, is always going to boost people. Um, I actually am a little surprised. I thought the Vikings would struggle way more on offense, uh, but they were moving the ball even before uh, the rookie quarterback went down, Jaron Hall, and then Josh Dobbs had to come in. They were, you know, so that was 
that was very interesting to see the game play out the way it did um, and all those snaps available. Uh, Richie Gray and Jesse Bates right there next to each other. Uh, really nice performances from them. Like I said, Clay's Campbell. Arnold Abicetti, I believe he got home for a sack. You know, he, yeah, he only played uh, 28% of the snaps. So Ooh. do not do not go chasing that. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff we got to warn you about. Um, it's nice to see, and I know, you know, he's got his his fans in the in the in the dynasty community. But until those snaps get up, um, and you can see that they're not anything consistent. Twenty eight this week, forty nine last week, forty two, twenty seven, forty eight, forty two, sixteen, sixty two, twenty three. So like he's all over the place. So you just can't trust that. Um, luckily, K. Nels did have you know uh, a decent game as far as tackles went. So. That was nice to see. Um, yeah. Uh, so one, two, three, four sacks. Um, Onyemata got one. Campbell got one. Lamin got his. And Abiketti. So um, any interceptions, no interceptions. And then a couple forced fumbles. But uh, also by Onyemata. So, you know, I think this is probably David Onyemata's best game that he'll have all year. But, hey, the sure. opportunity's there to, to at least, you know, keep going in this range. Um we should have a pretty high tackle floor, and then he's got a chance for a sack every week. He he can rush the passer. So, uh, yeah, and your DT required leads, he's he's wheels up here for the rest of the season. So, yeah, um, he's always been a, a great bye week fill in. Yeah. Uh, even you know when he doesn't have the opportunity he has right now. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, with that injury, uh, he's been getting a lot of play time. He's he's always serviceable, right? So probably nothing more than a DT two. You can't expect this every week, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, he's gonna get the play time. More serviceable. Uh, scroll down there to the cornerback play yeah. times for yeah. a second. Uh, so uh, Jeff Akuda is a guy that I've always oh, yeah. uh, been talking about here on the Falcons. Uh, if you're looking on our lovely YouTube screen, uh, you will see that you know he hasn't been the most consistent producer mm-hmm. as a cornerback spot, um, but uh, he does have a pretty decent tackle. He's making some pretty decent plays out there. So uh, mm-hmm. very matchup dependent. Um, but uh, against the right matchups, he's a really nice candidate uh, for one of those uh, CB required leagues for a bye week fill in. So I always like to point him out when he's doing pretty well. Uh, I mean, fairly consistent. A couple of stinkers here. Granted, he was coming back from injury uh, to start the year, uh, but he's been doing pretty well the last three weeks. Absolutely, um, right on point. Okay. Um, anyone else for Atlanta you want to touch on? I don't think, think there's so. anything crazy there. Yeah. Just love to see Grant and Bates both produce like this. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I think they're both plug and play. We, we were talking before the year, like, mm-hmm. which one's going to be the guy? They, they kind of both are. Right. All right. Totally agree. Uh, all right. That goes to the Cardinals and the Browns. So we'll start with the Cardinals. Uh, that loads up? All right, so we had um, Buda Baker. Um, he's back, folks. So keep firing him up. Uh, it happened to be Leaky Fotu this week. You know, it's a different guy every week on the Cardinals defensive line. So the defensive tackle there. Um, Josh Woods chips in with a decent game. Actually, um, beats out Kaiser White in in tackle premium scoring. So uh, the LB two there is is producing some fantasy relevancy uh kevin strong the other defensive tackle uh following woods and kaiser white dante stills after that uh jalen thompson um 
and then we just get down to guys that you're you know that you're never going to even think about and then below them is david collins so he is washed um i think he needs to change the scenery I'm sure he'll get traded or released in the offseason. I don't. I think he's a year like three guy. So yeah, yeah, they won't have to cut him. They'll probably trade him for peanuts, just like they did Isaiah Simmons. <laughs> yeah, this team stinks. The Cardinals yeah. are terrible. Like of all these IDP players, you know, obviously if you got Buda Baker, he's you're playing him, uh, mm-hmm. and then I don't know, Kaiser White's also been pretty consistent as well. Really, oh, yeah. everyone else, I don't know if you really like any of them. Jalen Thompson was really good a couple years ago. Um, he's getting the play time, and he's doing fine, but mm-hmm. he's nothing more than like a DB4 uh, in mm-hmm. terms of what he brings to the table in terms of upside. Otherwise, if you want to gamble with any of these defensive linemen, go for it. Yeah. I, I yeah. hope you're not in a spot where you have to do that. I know. Um, but, yeah, this team just stinks. Yeah, it's not great. Um, Josh Woods split a sack with Fotu, so that's why he's uh, up there in the scoring. That's probably not going to happen every week. Although, I mean, 85% of snaps, you know, that's that's better than a lot of LB2s on a lot of teams. So he should definitely be someone on your radar for sure. Um, you know, as bye weeks continue to roll on here, he might be. But, yeah, Kaiser White and Buda Baker are really the only people I'm touching from this team um, with any sort of confidence. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, I don't think we, we need, we have much more to, to talk about from the, nope. the Cardinals end. On uh, the Brown side, we had, we had some half decent performances here. Just a wild week from the Brown side. Grant Delta, uh does the work. 10 combined tackles, uh, half a sack. You'll love to see it from the guy. Uh, and then a drastic, uh, drastic downturn. Uh, as you sort of bring up the the rankings, it'll be fascinating to see how far it goes back. Well, actually, that's not true. Uh, Dalvin Tomlinson, talk about defensive tackles. Oh, Somehow, yeah. that's two and a half sacks in this one. Uh, be I, fascinated I, I, I. to see what his playtime was like. Uh, but yeah, really, otherwise, uh, you know, Garrett has a tackle, which happens to be a sack. <laughs> so y- you love to see it. Still very plug and play there. Uh Denzel Ward, the cornerback, also putting up a nice day. Uh, an interception. Getting that interception. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, there's just a lot of – yeah. All the interior guys had the, the money plays and the sacks outside of Garrett. So that's definitely not going to happen too frequently. So, again, don't – despite what the playing time may be, I, I would not go chasing that. Uh, nice to see Darius Smith have a sack. I, I thought he was kind of dead to rights here. Um, and my guy, Agbania Okakuno, did not have a good game. I was with all these sacks going around, I was like, damn, why couldn't you get in on that? But, uh, but nothing, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, I still, I don't know that I'm chasing Zadarius Smith. Um, he's, you know, he's been really inconsistent. So, yeah, Davin Thomason played 63%, uh, his second highest uh, percentage of the year. And yeah, it happened to just break his way. Um, Shelby Harris only 37%, so don't chase that. Um, Jordan Elliott, 33%. He got a sack. Don't chase that. Um, even Darius Smith was just 58%. Uh, uh, Akaronquo played 63 so he beat him in snaps, uh, although it was just three more snaps. Well, plus, you know, the Browns had this game pretty much 
in, yeah, I, I was going to say game, the bag. <laughs> game script. Uh, yeah. They were up 20 nothing going into the fourth, you know, the quickly 27-0. And, yeah, they don't have to play their stars. Uh, the Cardinals aren't much of a threat to score presently. So, uh, yeah. yeah, the linebacker situation continues, continues to be yeah. uh, a nightmare. I mean, yeah. look at the look at those play times. Uh, no one really hitting the threshold that you'd want to no. feel comfortable starting any of them. Uh, yeah. Avoid. Which you should have learned your lesson last year. Just, you can avoid it if you can. Exactly. Do that. That's our main message for the Browns: is you fire up Miles Garrett, you pre, you fire up get Grant Delpit for the most part. Yeah. Though he's been a little inconsistent. Uh, I don't know why Cleveland's having some issues loading it there, but um, yeah, Grant Delpit and Garrett are about the only ones you want for this team, and that's the message: don't don't chase anyone else here. Facts. <laughs> All right, um, that will take us to the Rams and the Packers. So let's hope that the Rams will fire up here. Um, good. All right, we had earned, wait, week nine? Oh, he's not up there because it reset. Okay, uh, my guy, Byron Young with a monster game. I believe it was uh, two sacks maybe. Uh, let me just confirm that. Um, yeah, two sacks for Byron Young. So listen, we had Michael Hecht the past two weeks, you know, but all, I told we kept preaching this like Byron Young's been equal amount of snaps with, with Hecht there right on the money. So happens to be his turn this week. So um, eight uh, solos, a TFL and up two assists, also forced a fumble and the two sacks. So just an awesome, awesome game uh, from Byron Young there. Number three overall fantasy uh, scorer uh, for IDP on the week. Following him, Kobe Turner, the rookie defensive tackle. Very nice uh, for dynasty players to see him, but you can see here he's been pretty irrelevant up until this week. So I want to go chasing that. Um, he, you know, he hasn't finished better. His best finish after before this 18th overall was 193rd. So do not go chase that. Um Jordan Fuller, uh, another really nice game. Uh, he continues to be super consistent. Uh, Russ Yeast uh, is next. Then Aaron Donald. Christian Roseboom in, in fill-in duty, uh, you know, was okay. Cornerback uh, Akella Weatherspoon after that. Duke Shelley comes out of nowhere with a decent game, followed by Michael Hecht, Quentin Lake, uh, and then we have Troy Reader a couple after that. So with Ernest Jones being out, um, oh, shit, in here, sorry. With Ernest Jones being out, we saw it was Christian Roseboom, and it was obviously Christian Roseboom. He's been he's been the the linebacker too um, all year. So 74 percent uh, with no Ernest Jones. Yes, Troy Reader did play sixty one percent, but he came away with you know hardly hardly any points there. Um, Although Christian Roseman didn't have that much more either. So, yeah, a lot of the other guys chipped in here. Um, you know, Kobe Turner, the defensive tackle, having seven uh, solos is kind of an anomaly, I would say. Uh, that's not going to happen too frequently. And you can see his uh, – where's Kobe Turner? Yeah, 86% of snaps, his season high. So, I mean, maybe that'll be a sign of things to come. But, um, yeah, so, again, for dynasty purposes – uh, in your DT leagues, definitely a name that, that that you need to know is Kobe Turner for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. The the Rams are in the spot we thought they'd be, 
in. Granted, they were way more frisky to start the year than we thought they'd be. Uh, but now mm-hmm. they see themselves at three and six. We sort of expected, you know, going in, Ernest Jones is the only guy you can really like the only linebacker for sure, right? Um, yeah. And you know, Donald's still doing Aaron Donald things. He's not the, as good as he once was, right? But he's still right. putting up pretty consistent numbers at that T- TT spot. Uh, but yeah, you're seeing the Rams turn to their their young guys, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, it's the team that's we thought wasn't going to be very good. They're not very good, especially when Stafford's not playing um, on the offense. Right, which you know yeah. impacts the defense. Uh, but yeah, I think these young guys, even obviously in Dynasty, you, you love to see them doing this well. Uh, you know, their rookie year. Um, but I think in redraft too, like if they continue to get this kind of playtime, this opportunity, you know, someone right. has to get tackles. Like someone has to do it. Like even when Ernest Jones is back, it's not all. It's going to be him, right? Uh, right. So definitely something to monitor uh, for sure. I like it. And uh, that'll take us on the Packers. Oh, man, was I disappointed that Quay Walker couldn't go. Because um, oh, we saw Isaiah McDuffie have a really nice freaking game here. Um, uh, Devondre Campbell, I, I believe, did really well as, uh, as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, oh, I thought he had more. Okay, he recovered a fumble. Um, I would have liked to see him have more tackles maybe. But, um yeah, Isaiah McDuffie with eight uh, or seven total tackles, two for a loss. So, you know, if those were Quay Walker's numbers, that would have been really nice. Um, Jair Alexander with our scoring was was uh, tops. Um, Jonathan Owens plays, you know, in relief duty for Rudy Ford was out in this one. So, hey, you know, we saw Jonathan Owens um, be relevant. The rookie Anthony Johnson also got some playing time and got another interception. He had one, I believe, two weeks ago. Um, it was either last week or two weeks ago. And he was in for one play. And on that one play, he got an interception. This week, let's check it out. He played uh, He played 100% of the snaps this week. Because, of course. also came away with an interception. So, uh, very, very nice. Um, you know, he's a, he's a deep dynasty name, too. Jonathan Owens, yeah, I mean, if, uh, you know, he's hit 100% here two weeks in a row. If you're desperate for a safety, if Rudy Ford continues to be out, sure, you can go grab him. But I'm not, like, super excited to have him. Um, Keyshawn Nixon had a decent game. I thought he'd, be, he'd have the better game over Jair Alexander. But um, with I guess with no – with the quarterback troubles there, uh, you know, nobody nobody was really throwing it to – to cop and, and Nakua like like Stafford could do. So um Owens had the only sack for the Packers, which is mm-hmm. super annoying. I would have thought I was really excited for Rashawn Gary to have a, a game this game. Uh President Smith had a monster game the previous week. This week comes back with you know four points. Um but Rashawn Gary only had six. So just annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this game was gross. Like neither yeah. offense could really get anything going, no. which led to minimum snaps, which led to minimum IDP scoring. You know, uh, like you said, yeah. as long as those 58. defensive backs are still out for the Packers, like I, I do yeah. like Owens, uh, you know, quite a yeah. bit, and and Alexander, uh, especially those, the play times they're getting. Um, right. But you know, note that you're using our lovely tool there on IDPGuys.org. org. Um, <laughs> it's purely related to the injuries to the other guys. Uh, mm-hmm. So once they're back. They're trash, but in the meantime, perfectly fine. Bye week fill in uh, in, mm-hmm. in deeper leagues for sure. 
Yeah, Rasul Douglas no longer there, um, traded off the Buffalo. So uh, there will be opportunities there for uh, for more defensive backs. So. Yeah, here's hoping um, Trey Walker gets back. Soon. Yeah, yeah, let's hope he's back next week. All right, our next game is the Bucks and Texas. So uh, starting with Tampa Bay, we've got to, to do Levante David. Uh, with a really nice game. Devin White bounces back with two solid performances back-to-back, so that's nice to see that he has not fully disappeared yet, but it continues to be a Levante David, not only week, but season. I mean, look at these finishes. Um, week three, six. Uh, week six, two, uh, second. Week seven, ninth. Week eight, Jeez. 24th. And week nine, eighth. And these are yeah. overall uh, fantasy scores, so he's Incredible. crushing it. Um, having a bit of a resurgence here. You know, he's on a one-year deal, definitely at the end of his career, and, you know, maybe he's just looking to go out with a bang here. Um, Clyde Jacanti had a nice game. Shaq Barrett got home. Uh, Zion McCollum uh, next up, followed by Vita Vea, but then Carlton Davis. Then here's our safeties all the way at the bottom, Antoine Winfield and Ryan Neal. So kind of disappointing uh, games out of those players. So let me see what the actual points ended up looking like. Um, yeah, I mean, so Clyde Kansi got home for a sack with uh, four tackles, three of them being lost. So an awesome game from Kansi. Really nice to see that after, um, if I flick back here, he was, he was, he did not register a stat last week. The previous week, he was 385th. <laughs> And the previous week before that, 122nd. So let's hope this is a sign of things to come here. Um, so Devin White did get home for a sack. That helped his day. Uh, Shaq Baird also got a sack. Uh, no interceptions here. So, um, yeah, let's look at as far as what happened to the um, so the safeties. Uh, Ryan Neal down to 28%. Versus Christian Izine, uh, 64%. So after Ryan Neal, you know, had hit 96, 92, and 100, all the all the way down to 28. Did he get injured? Yeah. Does anybody know? Like, I'm looking I, it up, and the and the first article with Ryan Neal is roasting Ryan Neal. I think he ouch. got bench. Yeah, I think he just may have not, you know, and he crushed it last week. So very frustrating um, there. So we will have to keep our eyes on that. But yeah, we saw Izine, you know, he was. He's been mentioned here before, right? Like earlier in the year, um, especially when Ryan Neal went down in week four there. Uh, but Izzy's been getting, you know, playing time all over the place. So if he can get his snaps up more consistently, uh, maybe he, you know, has beaten Ryan Neal for the job, then, then he's definitely a name that you want to pay attention to going forward. Uh, Jamel Dean, unfortunately, left the game injured. So he was on a hot tear and, of course, comes crashing down uh, due to injury. Brutal. It looks like Zion McCollum and D. Delaney were the replacements there for for Jamel Dean. So if you're desperate and Dean's going to miss extended time, there you go. Um, and yeah, the edge rushers did their things. Like Shaq Barrett looks like he he had a, a nice little pop up to seventy eight percent, his highest uh, snap share of the year. So you know. Uh, it's nice to see him get home for a sack, but he's been super inconsistent all year. So, you know, there's no rhyme or reason as to whenever 
he actually gets home for a sack. So he is a complete wild card moving forward and a desperation play every week. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard to trust someone with that kind of play time, you know, especially outside linebackers we have them listed there. Uh, doesn't really have that tackle where you want to truly, truly trust. Uh, yeah, right. you love to see Kalijah Kansi's uh, playtime skyrocket up. Hopefully 82%. That's a thing. Yeah, a sign of things to come. Hard to say if that's game script or not. I don't think the Texans are a particular run-heavy team. Uh, so I didn't think they, he was out there for you know the pass-rushing uh, ability, as we kind of thought you'd have coming out of college. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's that time of year when these rookies come out. Uh, he's a rookie, right? It's been a long year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> And I was like, yeah, hey, forever. Uh, this is the time of year that they start getting that, that playtime, right? So, yeah. yeah. Love to, love to, love to, love to see that. Uh, yeah. And the other thing, really, yeah, Devin White, much to yeah. uh, people's chagrin, like he's still relevant. It's just, mm. we talked about it before the year started, and it can to be true. It's just setting expectations. Like he's not mm. going to be a top five guy, but yeah, as a top 20 guy, absolutely. Uh, I noticed uh, in, I think, the invitational. Uh, mm-hmm. that you know you're kind of seeing here on YouTube. Um, someone had dropped him. Someone had dropped Evan White because uh, he wasn't living up to their expectations for him. Oh, uh, boy. So I was able to sn- snag him up. And, like, this is the kind of thing that you accept, expect from him. Um, maybe, you know, not this great uh, every week, but he's right. still perfectly fine as a, a, a LB2, LB3 spot. Absolutely. Yeah. With the game script in this one, we, you know, we had an opportunity for a ton of uh, defensive plays. So mm-hmm. um, going to Houston now, where's Houston? There's Houston. Blake Cashman's um, world. And where's yeah. What are we doing with these linebackers? Let's, I mean, we can start with that. Um, yeah. I mean, it definitely was, um, Cashman 82%, Denzel Perryman 65%, Christian Harris back up to 62% after I think he was out week five, but 11% and 16%. And then Henry Tuotuo, uh, after looking nice up until week six, plummets goes to 49%, and this week 20%. So it's Perryman and Cashman, we think it's apparently Blake Cashman's world. I guess we have to just deal with that going forward as as the norm i still think if perryman gets to 100 health it's perryman's world but it seems like that just may not be the case <laughs> yeah yeah i agree with that i think this is rapidly becoming the browns linebacker situation where the yeah. texans have a bunch of players that are about the same quality uh so they kind of just roll out the hot hand every week i guess yeah and hard to predict uh much of that with us so obviously with this playtime like i don't feel good about starting blake cashman uh I don't, I don't really care that he had 10 combined tackles in this game um i'm not 82 percent is like right on that borderline and as you uh-huh. said we're expecting we expect perryman once he's fully healthy to resume that snap share that he had weeks one and two which is mm-hmm. close to 100 percent, if not 100 percent uh so you expect that to keep going up but christian harris is the name for me you know performed really well last year uh this but you know graded terribly right uh but all of a sudden we see a snap count sort of rising again so uh, i think that the henry 2020 train is gone can't really trust Mm -hmm. him at all anymore uh, this Mm -hmm. kind of snap percentage uh but yeah if you're trying to roll the dice i i would guess it's cashman 
but I would not be shocked if Christian Harris overtakes him this upcoming week. Very interesting. All right. Um, uh, we saw Will Anderson get home with a sack. So that was nice. Um, who else? Khalil Davis got a sack. The defensive tackle, I'm not really chasing that. Uh, so those were only two sacks, uh, no interceptions. Javier Thomas, their slot corner, um, who's been injured for a large portion of the year. So if you need someone um, in a corner required league, a lot of people most likely dropped him as well. So he's probably got the best upside out of all their corners. So despite playing 67%, but that's what slots do. They're not out there for 100% snaps, yet they possess the highest ceilings out of mm-hmm. most of uh, the other two corners. So uh, that is definitely a guy to keep your eyes on. Hey, Jalen Petrie's here with uh, four solos, a, t- a TFL, and two assists. We'll take that. Uh, it's been kind of a, a slow uh, ramping up for, for Petrie to get back to what we expect out of him. Uh, Jimmy Ward, a bad game despite, I believe, playing 100% of the snaps. Uh, no, 35%. And DeAndre Houston Carson got 64%. So there we go. That explains why Jimmy Ward had a bad game. Uh, we'll have to see if that was injury or not. That was injury. Yep. Okay. Okay. So that makes sense. Uh, so, yeah, it looks like if you need a Jimmy Ward replacement, DeAndre Houston Carson is it. Uh, again, I like Tavier Thomas. Hey, the Will Anderson versus Jonathan Greenard, you know, it happened to be um, – a Will Anderson week this week, thank goodness. Um, although he didn't really have many tackles to go with it, so I feel like they're just going to flip flop all the time. So uh, tough. Yeah, to, he's hard to trust. It's tough to trust either of them. Uh, and then the defensive tackles is always just one gigantic rotation every week. So it'll this week it was Khalil Davis. Next week it'll be Malik Collins. The week after that, Sheldon Rankins. Like it's uh, it's just. It's just a different guy every single week. Kurt Inish is another guy who gets rotated out there. I guess Sean Rankins has been injured for a couple weeks, so maybe not Rankins. But, um, yeah, Yeah. nothing crazy here. It's really the linebackers are the main story of the Texans, and good luck if you can figure it out. It seems to be Blake Cashman right now, but I'm telling you, be ready for that rug to be pulled out from under you because it could could come any week. Look at what we just saw them do it to Henry Totuo and and flip-flop Christian Harris back in there. So it makes no sense. Again, I still think it's Perryman if if he gets healthy, but God knows if that'll be the case. Agreed. All right. We've got the Bears and the Saints. Uh, So for the Bears – I believe we didn't have uh, – yeah, outside of TJ Edwards, um, not a whole lot to write home about here. Um, Jack Sanborn filled in admirably for uh, Tremaine Edmonds. You know, um, it was all tackles pretty much, though. Uh, Montez Sweat, unfortunately, the debut did not go. Uh, from a fantasy perspective, what we wanted to see, only two solos, nothing else. There was no sacks on Derek Carr this game, so – um and no interceptions like i said we basically only had tackles here so uh eddie jackson did return that's noteworthy i did grab him in a couple of leagues for an emergency start so um and that's about what he is uh worth is an emergency start um jaquan brisker missed this game uh elijah hicks did play 100 snaps but he's not uh super fantasy relevant guy although he did have three solos and three assists, so not terrible. But um, 
Yeah, this game yeah, is gross. Much? This game yeah. is gross. Not much to write home about. TJ Edwards is a must start. You know, yeah. Sanborn did this last year, right? When he came in to fill in, you know, once Broquan Smith left, he was great. Uh, yeah. He had opportunity this game. Played great. Uh, you can see those um, lots of the points for TJ Edwards. Um, yeah, yeah really not, not much good happened here. Yeah. <laughs> No, um, yeah, I really don't think there's much uh, to take away. Um, let's just see. I wanted to see. So Yannick Ngakwe, 65%. Demarcus Walker, 67%. Montez Sweat, 65 So kind of sucks to not see him breach that like 70 to 80% um, considering what they gave up for him. So yeah, maybe yeah. that'll be a, a ramp up. But he basically rotated and split even time with freaking – Ngakwe and Walker, so not great there. Uh, Justin Jones continues to play a crap ton of snaps for a defensive tackle. He's just very uh, – he's not super productive from an IDP standpoint. If you if you need a Hail Mary, he can be serviceable. So um, on the Saints end, I think we're kind of in the same boat, right? Like, um, Yeah, Demario Davis played really well. Cam Jordan right. played really well. Yeah, we had a Cam Jordan sighting. <laughs> yeah, about dang time, right? Uh, but right. otherwise, yeah, they, they got home for two sacks, uh, yeah. uh, three interceptions, uh, Paulson Adebo, Adebo uh, yeah. two interceptions, which was uh, yeah. awesome with the Huge seven game. tackles, uh, massive game. Uh, yeah, DeMar Davis, as you can see there, 27 points of that particular scoring system. Uh, yeah, with the 10 combined tackles in the sack. Um but yeah, I don't. I, I can't get my pulse on these Saints, man. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know if you know more, knew better than I. Uh, but there's only a few people here that I actually truly trust. I mean, Carl Granderson. It can you know it's nice to see Cam Jordan get home and have seven total tackles. Um, Granderson had five to his credit. He just didn't get the sack this week. You know, I, I wouldn't panic on Carl Granderson would be my prime takeaway there. And I wouldn't expect Cam Jordan to keep this up necessarily. So that that's my main takeaways. Um, other than that, Pete Warner continues to be very yeah. meh. Three solos. He saved his day with a fumble recovery. But, yeah, get, I want to marry Davis the rest of the year for sure. Um, he's just all around everything, the ball. Um, don't chase Paulson Adebo. I mean, he plays – he does play a, a good amount of snaps. Um, yeah, 100 for the past three weeks here. But, you know, that it, corners are always going to be very fluky. So, you know, if you had him, you, you know, yeah, sure, he's a guy you could roster and throw a Hail Mary at every once in a while. But, again, Alante Taylor is the slot corner there. So, normally he has the more fantasy production. This just happened to be a Paulson Adebo shit. We even saw Marshawn Lattimore have really good fantasy uh, production uh, for a couple weeks there, I believe. Yeah, week uh, week eight he did yeah, really last well. Week. Yeah. So yeah, um, and so yeah, it's a different guy every week. You could see Adebo six this week, but 128, then 42nd, which is great in week seven, then 413th, 229, 180th, 208. So like, does. That's exactly where you're getting it from most corners, to be honest. So, um, takeaways here are Demario Davis and Carl Granderson are about the only, you know, tr totally trustworthy guys. Cam Jordan, Pete Warner are stardom if you have to type guys. And then the corners, whatever. The safeties are just non-existent from a right, fantasy man. standpoint. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, May was back this week and just neither of them 
really uh, did much. You know, Matthew, six um, total tackles, five solos. That's, that's fine, but he's not doing anything around the ball. He had a pick six a few weeks ago with, like, nothing else to go with it. Um, and Marcus May is even on here. Oh, Marcus May. Uh, oh, he did come away with an interception. So I, I guess I was a little premature to poo-poo them, but it's you're, you're not trusting them. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Um, that'll take us to the Commanders and the Patriots. Great. Uh, yeah, sorry, buddy. <laughs> well, let's start with the Commanders. Um, who had the best? Yeah, not a lot of fantasy meat on the bone here. Uh, Jamin, when Jamin Davis is your best scorer at 15 points, uh, there's not a lot to take away from this game. Uh, this is all very slow paced. We know that the uh, Patriots offense is a little whack <laughs> right now. Um, to say the least. Yeah. So even Cam Curl, just, you know, six total with four souls and nothing else. Like, uh, I mean, that's a solid enough floor, but um, uh, no sacks here. So all the Casey Tuhill uh, truthers were rewarded with one assist. <laughs> um <laughs> James Smith-Williams was the top. The, no, Andre Jones. Well, they both had four points. Okay, with one solo each, and Smith-Williams had an assist. So, yikes there. Uh, David Mayo and Kaliki Hudson apparently split the, the linebacking duties after um, uh, after Jamin sure. Davis. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, 77%. Oh, Hudson only 23, but hey – he still ate into Mayo's time and then outproduced him um, or essentially matched his production in, you know, 77%, only 23%. So that's interesting. Um, Jamin Davis did hit 100%. So he's solid enough, I guess, with Cole Holcomb out of the way. But, um, yeah, I mean, as far as his defensive line, it's I mean, James Smith-Williams was the snap leader mm. uh, at 69%. Nice. Casey Tool did play 66%, so he did have opportunities. But we saw KJ Henry mixed in 14%, Andre Jones 22%, FA Obata 33%. Like, I, you're never going to guess right. And on the interior, of course, Jonathan Allen played 77%, Deron Payne 78%, and then they mixed in John Ridgeway and Fedarian Mathis. So, yeah. I don't know. Jamin Davis and Cameron Quirrell right now are about the only guys you can trust on this team. <laughs> you got anything yeah, else? I mean, you love love Allen Payne at the defensive tackle spot, and Audrey Good, if you have them, there's not a whole lot of better options out there. Uh, just a very just disappointing game anything. in general. Um, yeah. They, yeah, keep on bad. trusting Curl and, yeah, Davis, but otherwise, eh. You can trust Payne and Allen from a snap standpoint, but, man right. – I mean, they've just been doing nothing. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at those consistency rankings. Like, pain yeah. sprouts up once in a while. He said two uh, good weeks. Allen's been just started like off three. pretty decently, but has kind of fallen off. Um, maybe yeah. it's matchup dependent, but ugh. Not great. Yeah. But Not they're, great, they're too They're too talented to be, to be matchup dependent. So, um, all right. If we flick over to the Patriots then. Juwan Hackett. Oh, yes, he had himself what a game. Have I been saying about yeah. this guy? I might been have been underselling him. I've been calling him an <laughs> LB3. Uh, one of those sacks, to be fair, wasn't really a sack. 
it was one of those <laughs> ones where like he ran the quarterback out of bounds as the as he was running and he just happened to be like half a yard behind the line of scrimmage. Like, oh, they're gonna count oh, that sack, aren't they? And they did. Like, ah, all right. Uh granted, one of them was a legit sack. Uh but yeah. this is what Bentley does, you know. Uh well, no, this is better than Bentley normally does. Uh, but he's a like consistent LB2, LB3, um, mm-hmm. who apparently when we have him rush the freaking passer, he you know, get some sacks. Uh, so you love to see it. Uh, Kyle Duggar had a really nice game, uh, even without the interception he got on just the most boneheaded throw I've ever seen. Um, Hal <laughs> just threw it right to him in the in the red zone. It was, it was great. Uh, Dietrich Wise, uh, you know, getting, yeah. getting to the quarterback too with eight combined tackles. Uh, he is definitely a better best ball target than anything because he mm-hmm. will pop up one or two times a year and do this, but can't really trust it uh, week to week. Miles Bryant has been a really, really solid cornerback from an IDP perspective all year, especially since Christian Gonzalez went down. Um, So seven Mm -hmm. seven combined tackles here in this game is really nice to see uh, pulling up the finishes. Uh, Yeah, Bryant, I think he's even better, but... uh, um, Yeah, when he he pops, he pops. Yeah, yeah, Jelani Tavai also has been getting a pretty decent run here Mm -hmm. uh, with us. but yeah, take a look at Marty Mapu though. Yeah, uh, Mapu sighting. Getting some play time. I mean, again, we've said it a bunch, but this is the time of year where you gotta see what the young guys have, especially on these, dare I say it, bad teams, right? Like yeah. Patriots have the worst record in the AFC. Uh, we're clearly not gonna make the playoffs or do anything. So it's time to start seeing what these young guys do, you know. Well, okay, Mapu only played 13%. Yeah, just 13%. Of snaps. He only played 13, so that's I mean, that's been about if you look at his, you know, 14, 48, 11, 50, 40, 0, 14. So like that's about right for him. Like eh. so yeah. he just had a nice little productive game in this one. Yeah, Anthony Jennings, uh, who's been I'm waiting for him to pop. Who's getting the playtime to pop. He just hasn't really done it. I know. No. I don't know. We keep talking. I feel like the theme for this episode has been who do you trust any of these teams? Like, I trust Bentley. Duggar has figured it out. Uh, and Miles Bryant in cornerback required leads. Other than that, you know, Jabril Peppers has been pretty decent. Uh, pretty nice floor game here today yeah. for him. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, I don't know who I trust. Barmore was doing well until, I mean, this one's okay, I guess. Uh, I don't know where he got the seven points from with just one assist, but. Um, oh, pass defended a couple, a couple passes defended. Yeah, and a he was QB hit. So he, I, I he like was Barmore. much more. Yeah, he was much. Uh, he showed up better watching the game than he did on the stat sheet. Yeah. He, he was yeah. kind of a menace, but again, Good. people there. If he's not getting tackles, uh, kind of got lucky that he tipped a couple balls. Uh, but he's playing really well. Yeah, and he's getting he's getting snaps too. So. Um, yeah, just about he's been in the, the past three weeks, he's been pretty good for, for a defensive tackle, um, 157, 112, 103 ranking. So, oh, and that's all of all IDP. So, that's that's right. not bad. Um, cool. All right, that'll take us to uh, Seahawks and Ravens. So, we'll start with the Seahawks. And yeah, we had Jordan Brooks continue to be a monster. It's great to see him back. Um, Boy Mafe is really taking charge with uh Chen Nwosu gone. So you I think you can come pretty pretty close to trusting him um here. Um Bobby Wagner's still up there doing really nice game. 
Uh, Tariq Woolen from the corners did well, barely beat out Devon Witherspoon. And then the safeties, this was a rough one for the safeties because the Ravens were just running it down their throat all game. So um, tough to uh, tough to have a lot of opportunity in the secondary there. Um, so, yeah, the sacks went to Boy Mafe, and that's it. Um, no picks. Uh, so, yeah, this was really just tackles from there. Um, Quadre Diggs was the number one safety, uh, beating out Jamal Adams and Jordan Love. So, again, just not a ton of opportunity there. Yeah, all just the run- with all the running, you yep. can see the, the linebackers here with the monster tackle games. And then, yep. and then purely Mafe. game script there. You love to see Devin Witherspoon ha- having a really nice game there as well. Yep. These rookie mm-hmm. cornerbacks, they're valuable. Uh, you know, Reek Willenoff, a great year last year, yeah. kind of been slow to start this year. Uh, love mm-hmm. to see him get this production here. Uh, otherwise, yeah, we expect the bounce back for the safeties. They've been really good all year. Just yeah. the game script was bad for him. Uh, yeah, and Let's, Jordan Brooks, you're going to keep playing Jordan Brooks, obviously. So so none of the safeties played 100%. Now, Quandre Diggs was 88%, Jamal Adams 86 but Julian Love down to just 39 So that's not great. And then Jarek Reed also got some run um, with the safety group. So this could be. This game was also over so freaking fast. Uh, (laughs) Granted, that being said, the. uh, What, Julian Love, what's it? Who saw the big downturn? Yeah. Uh, That is sizable. 39%. Like it's been a steady downturn for him, uh, which is not good uh, because that. (laughs) He, he was, you know, not getting play time even when they were t- kind of still in the game, right? It's, yeah. it's amazing that the, the Ravens scored 37 points and they didn't score anything to the second quarter. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, wow. be wary of love. You probably should not be starting him anywhere until we see that play time get back up. They just ran him down. This is interesting. Daryl Taylor actually played more snaps than Boy Mafe, um, oh. but not by much. 62% to Mafe's 55%. So I think both of them have appeal. Just Daryl Taylor didn't get any stats in this one, unfortunately. He had one assisted tackle, and that was it. So, yes, that hurts. And then, you know, Mafia comes away with a monster game. So very interesting how that works out sometimes. Uh, newly acquired Leonard uh, Leonard Williams played 54% of snaps, so not bad. Um, you know, Jaron Reed continued to play 63%. Um, he's you know, who I'd prefer to roll out there from a fantasy standpoint. Um, but Leonard Williams should definitely be owed and he'll probably ramp up. Draymond Jones took a bit of a dive to 47%. So, um, and hardly any of them gave you any stats in this one, unfortunately. So, um, yeah. So I think that's good for Seattle. Um, um, Baltimore's and Nothing but disappointment. Yeah, this was uh, rough with the game script. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Kyle Vinoy reminded everyone that he's still alive with, with yeah. sacks on back-to-back plays, which was kind of fun to see. Uh, Adape Owe got to the QB as well, which yeah. is kind of fun. Um, you know, Queen and Smith had disappointing games for their mm-hmm. lofty standards, but again, if this is their floor, you're not too mad about it. You're still rolling them out wherever you have them. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. Justin Matabuke. Uh, continues to just them. roll uh, yeah. that defensive tackle position. I think it's a he's a must start at this point. Yeah. Uh, I feel like every week he gets a sack and he's getting a decent tackle floor for the a defensive mm-hmm. tackle. So uh, yeah, go play him wherever you have him at this point. Um, kind of been slow to commit to that, but it 
that's yeah, let's that play time real quick. Uh, uh so only fifty seven percent. That's interesting, yeah, but, but I'm sure that had to do with the blowout. Um, yeah, yeah, you yeah. see. I mean, 57, 58, 53, but then 78, 73, 57, 76, 67. Well, the Ravens have been rolling people. Like, it hasn't and even they, been – these games have not been close. True. Because uh, they what waxed the Lions, right? Yeah, that's very true. Uh, so it's tough to – but even with it, he's still – let's see. Oh, yeah, they've just been in these blowout games. Um even with the limited snap count uh, at a relatively shallow position, he keeps performing. So I'm at the point of just fully trusting him at this point. And that's the talent thing. Like he's, he's very, very talented. So um, yeah. Um, yeah. Calvin Noy, unfortunately he is acting as a pass rusher, but I know on MFL here, he has linebacker eligibility. So that kind of stinks. He kind of, he that severely depresses his value. Um, away up to 61% of snaps. That was nice to see, even in the blowout. Um, let's see, corners, nothing crazy to take away. Uh, we have Marcus Williams miss a game again. So Geno Stone continues to live off the big plays, got another interception to go along with just one tackle. <laughs> So that's kind of what Dino Stone has been and kind of what Marcus Williams is too. He's basically a clone at this point. Um, Brandon Stevens is is a corner, so he's still playing 100%. So that's really nice. And Kyle Hamilton, another stinker. Sorry, Kyle Hamilton people. <laughs> he, uh, he's Game getting script. the play time. He's getting yeah. the play time. He's just not, not performing. Probably enough so that you're still playing him. But yeah. Ugh. Tough. All righty. Uh, the Colts and the Panthers is our next one. Before we get to the Colts Panthers, uh, yeah, I have to leave you. Uh, All right. So if you don't hear any more of my voice in this lovely podcast or video, it's because <laughs> I'm actually not here. I have a pre-existing <laughs> engagement that I got to get to. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited. Oh no, that's not true. I'm not excited for next week. Uh, next week, like <laughs> all of like the best teams are on by. Yeah, uh, right. It's like That's no Chiefs, there's no Dolphins, no Eagles, no Eagles, no Rams. It's like those are some big teams, yeah. Uh, with especially on the offensive side, but you know, the defensive side too. Uh, so very interesting to see. Like the primetime games for next week are kind of brutal, uh, yeah. but uh, excited to watch my Patriots play in Germany. Uh, we'll get yeah. the loss done right early, uh, so I can just move on with my day uh, instead of having to wait till later for it. I know. Uh, but yeah, uh, because I'm leaving, be sure to like and subscribe. Uh, <laughs> do all that stuff. Use the the code IDP plus pod on our site uh, to get ten percent off of everything or oh, yeah. the in season subscription. Check out all mm-hmm. of our socials uh, up until uh, what well, I think it's November nineteenth. We're doing that fifty percent off uh, yeah, for the in season subscription. Get in there. Talk to us in our Discord. Uh, get access to our articles. Get access to these tools. Uh, all these really awesome tools that we've been showing off on the YouTube. Uh, that you don't get to see every day. This is available all the time uh, for you if when you're a subscriber on our site. They're invaluable. We're adding even more tools too. Uh, in our Discord, we previewed a new tool that'll be dropping soon as well. Oh, yeah. uh, so we're always adding new things for, for y'all to manipulate data uh, in ways that will help you in your league. Uh, so with that, I'm going to hop off. Steve, good luck. Thank you, Matt. Uh, yeah, and we'll see y'all next week. See ya. <laughs> Bye.
All right, yeah, I'm gonna finish up and take you through the the later games here. So, um, Colts and Panthers. Yeah, we saw Kenny Moore have just uh, a really incredible uh, performance with two picks. Um, I believe they both went back for touchdowns. Um, if not, at least one of them did. So, uh, 59 points for Kenny Moore. You're, you know, he he even is another guy that is, uh, you know. He was inconsistent to start the year. So you see his first three weeks there, uh, his best finish was 116. Now he has been coming on as of recently. Last week was a bit of a bummer, but um, yeah, it looks like Kenny Moore is, is pretty darn solid here going forward. Um, the linebackers we have to talk about. So with Zaire Franklin out, we assume that, of course, there's going to be Shaq Leonard, but um, I thought it was going to be EJ Speed uh, as a guy. So I was firing him up. Really excited. And then we saw a player by the name of Sagun Alubi play 100% of the snaps. That's where we saw Leonard play 55% and EJ Speed just 45%. So I don't really know what's going on there. That was a complete shock, a complete surprise to pretty much everybody in the IDP community. So I get that a lot of people are going to want to go chasing him. Um, I would temper expectations there. It might you know, not be the first to run and go grab him. Let's see, you know, Zaire Franklin's practice status through through the week. You know, if I do miss out on Alubi, I don't think I'm going to be, you know, crying tears over it. So, um, yeah, that one was a complete shock. And Shaq uh, Leonard continuing to come off um, on third down. So not great for him, especially with Zaire Franklin being out. Um, although he did have a really nice uh, – Fantasy day overall, uh, it, it's just annoying to, to see him coming off on third downs when they didn't have their best linebacker, Zaire uh, Franklin, available. So um, sacks in this one went to divorce Buckner. So, you know, another, you know, he was the second highest performer here. Really nice game from Buckner. Um, although Alubi, the linebacker, did have an interception bolster his day. So I don't think you, you can count on that. Uh, the Colts defensive tackle at a bar at Adaboware is the last name. I'm not even going to try the first name. <laughs> double A, uh, big double A had a sack. Um, so did Deo Odeingbo, uh, some really fun names here on the Colts defensive line. Um, as well as a split sack between Quiddy Pay and Eric Johnson. So much, much easier names to digest on that one. Uh, yeah, so Bryce Young, just a really bad day here that, you know, led to some really big plays, uh, big splash plays for a handful of guys, but not a ton of tackling opportunity to go around elsewhere. Um, let's take a look at playing time. So um, I, I touched on the linebackers already. As far as the defensive line, yeah, Samson Ibukam, 58%. Um, he was the second highest total right behind Quiddy Pay, and he had, he had been kind of uh, doing well here at times, but uh, no no significant stats to speak of. No sack this week, and only uh, one solo and one assist. So uh, there there should be better days ahead for for Ibukam there. Um, but yeah, this was a big big giant rotation. It looks like between. You know, both the, the defensive ends and the defensive tackles. So Forrest Buckner, of course, saw 68%. And then we were split uh, the rest of the way 
uh, 34% for Taven Bryan, 31 for Eric Johnson, and 34 double A. Uh, in the secondary, of course, Kenny Moore played his 100%. Daryl Baker is the outside corner who got 100% as well, along with Jalen Jones. So if you're desperate for corners, those two are the 100% snap corners. But Kenny Moore, as you know, returning to his like slot role, uh, is definitely the the most desirable from a fantasy perspective. Safeties, of course, Julian Blackman and Rodney Thomas are playing. They're normal, 100% stats, not crazy stats. Blackman did fine. He had six total tackles, five of them solo. Um, and even Rodney Thomas had a decent game, uh, four solos for this one. So uh, it's really the linebackers here. You know, I think Franklin's going to be back next week. So we really just got to keep our eyes on that and see see how his injury progresses. But it appears that if he misses time, this – Sagan Olubi is the uh, is the man to own at playing 100 percent of staff. So that that one was was very interesting. Again, put him on your watch list. You know, yeah, somebody's probably gonna go grab him just based on the performance. But hey, if you miss out on him, don't don't worry about it. I think I think there's better uh, players out there that we can that we can send your way and help you figure out, um, especially in the Discord. So for the Panthers end, of course, it was Frankie Louvu at the top, uh, followed by Dante Jackson. Uh, the corner, DiCaprio Boodle, one of the coolest names. Uh, but, yeah, not a lot of IDP fantasy meat to go around here. Deshaun Williams was the only Panther who got a sack. So Brian Burns, another down game. Uh, Derek Brown did okay, but no sack. Let's see here. Uh, yeah, God, the linebackers were awful. Grugier Hill and Deion Jones gave you one point each. <laughs> Yikes. Um, we had Alex Cook playing safety because uh, Von Bell was unable to return. So, yeah, let's take a look at the snaps here. Yeah, at safety for this week, we had Xavier Woods did play 92%, but he didn't give us uh, much stats this week. And then Alex Cook plays 100% of the snaps. You know, out of nowhere, we saw a rookie. You would have thought, right, that Jamie Robinson, who played 21% in week eight, you know, might see an increase after. Now, his snaps did go up to 41%, but it seems to be at the expense of Xavier Woods and some of the cornerbacks, whereas Alex Cook uh, is, a, is a no-name who comes out of nowhere to play 100% of snaps. So I just don't get it sometimes. Um, Dante Jackson is the corner that you want to own in Carolina if you're desperate to, to play a corner. The edge rushers, Brian Burns, did play 75% snap, so that's that's what we want to see out of him. Uh, a, a rookie to keep your eyes on, DJ Johnson, really talented player, didn't give us much this week outside of three assisted tackles, but played 70% uh, of snaps, the second highest. Uh, beats out, uh, okay, looks like uh, Gross Matos was out this week, so... That probably explains that. But, you know, for a rookie playing more than, you know, Amari Barno, who's been there for a couple of years, that's interesting. Um, yeah, just a guy to keep on your D, you know, I'm talking about like a 53-man uh, salary cap league would be DJ Johnson. But uh, I really do like his talent, actually. Yeah, so the linebackers, Luvu played 100%. Uh, Grugier Hill, 34%. Deion Jones, that's just another mess. Um, outside of Luvu, so don't don't even don't even carry. You don't even need to roster Grugier Hill or Deion Jones. Uh, 
games anymore, which, of course, next week they'll have awesome games. So, yeah, on the defensive line, Derek Brown, 87% of snaps. You can't argue with that. I'm still rolling them out there. Uh, those snap counts are just reject ridiculous. It was just Deshaun Williams on 46% of snaps. He came away with the sack this week, so kind of is what it is. And then nobody else on that line is really worth uh, worth talking about in fantasy. So um, that will take us to the Cowboys and Eagles. So my birds, um, we'll talk about uh, the Cowboys first. This was this was a hell of a game. It was a damn sweat. Uh, there there was you know all sorts of craziness going down penalty flags flying everywhere just like that last second drive was just insane so um for the cowboys there's michael parsons one and a half sacks uh had one of his higher tackle ceilings this year so nine total five solo four assists and one of them for a loss so there we go we had a boom week for michael parsons um Damone clark right behind him with 11 total tackles eight of them solo so a really nice week from him. And, hey, there's our cheat code, Marquise Bell, who's basically the LB2 playing as a safety, uh, 14 points with eight tackles, six solo, two assisted. So got to love that. After that, it kind of dies down. Sam Williams, uh, really nice town, a former second-round pick last year. So he's only in his second year. Uh, a deep guy for Dynasty Leagues did come away with a sack in this one. I think if he earns more playing time, he could really be someone that that pops off here in the second half of the, of the season. Um, the other half sack went to Dorrance Armstrong, but he gave you nothing else. The safeties continue to kind of suck. Uh, Malik Hooker, who is their like, deep free safety, was the top scorer this week with three solos, three assists, and a forced fumble. Jerron Curse had eight points, uh, three solos, two assists. And all the way down, Donovan Wilson, just two points with one solo. So let's dive into the, the snap counts there because that's that's a little disturbing. So, And it's a complete rotation. So Donovan Wilson actually played the most snaps, 84%, with the lowest fantasy score. And there you go. That just, that's fantasy for you, especially IDP in a nutshell. Um, Malik Hooker had 77% and J. Ron Kerr, 73%. So, hey. Um, and Marquise Bell, you can see there, 94%. Now that's four safeties. Obviously, we know that Marquise Bell is playing as a linebacker because the rest of those guys are all at safety. Um, Durant Bland, you know, in a nice opportunity here, uh, really didn't do anything for us. He uh, had just five points with one solo. Um, yeah, there's nobody. I don't really want Jordan Lewis or Stephon Gilmore. Like, that's kind of whatever. Uh, Parsons, 82%. Of course, you're rolling him out every week. Um, Demo Clark, 92%. Nice to see that. Uh, and then on this defensive line, it's a gigantic rotation. Demarcus Lawrence, 61%. Dorrance Armstrong, 46%. Sam Williams, only 19% with that 12-point production. So, again, don't he's more of a dynasty stash type guy, not a chase this, the sack from this week guy because 19% of staffs ain't getting that done. Uh, big OC of Diggy Zua, 65%. Uh, actually, a little bit behind Jonathan Hankins this week on the interior. So normally, uh, Diggy Zua is the, is the top interior lineman, but uh, he missed it by two snaps this week. So, um, yeah, nothing nothing really crazy. Just uh, the main guy is Marquise Bell. You, you know, if you don't know about him by now, he's a cheat code. And um, he's who you should want uh, as a safety Playing as a linebacker. Um, 
And then the rest of the actual Dallas safeties are, despite playing decent enough snaps, are just not trustworthy. So on the Philadelphia end, Zach Cunningham, a big game with uh, 10 total tackles, eight solo, one of them for a loss. Uh, Reed Blankenship, really nice, forced uh, or recovered a fumble to go along with seven tackles, four solo. Darius Slay continuing a really great fantasy season, something he's not known for being a fantasy producer. Uh, 18 points, five solos, three assists. So really nice to see him doing that without, you know, an interception or anything. I'm sure he uh, defended a couple passes in there too. Uh, James Bradbury. So these, you know, the corners were busy. This was a heavy passing game. Hassan Reddick got home for the sack, thank goodness. Brandon Graham with one and a half sacks decides to make a appearance this week. Um, definitely do not go chasing that. Josh Sweat got a sack. Uh, nice to see that. A bunch of split sacks between Nicobe Dean, Jalen Carter, and Fletcher Cox. But without that, you know, Nicobe Dean got injured again, so that really sucks. So Zach, that's why you see Zach Cunningham all the way up there. Uh, let's go check out how the snap shook out. Um, for linebackers. So um, Cunningham played 100%. Dean only 28 with the injury. Uh, Nicholas Morrow did come in to play 72%, but really gave us uh, no stats hardly. And Hassan Reddick played 80%. Um, so that's nice to see. So let's hope Nicobe Dean isn't, isn't out long-term. Uh, Josh Sweat, you know, continuing his 84%. That's really nice. Jalen Carter, 68 uh, Fletcher Cox, 73. So they're the top two defensive tackles for sure. Uh, both kind of Hail Mary options. I really thought Carter was going to build off his monster week a few weeks ago, but it just hasn't happened. He did, you know, get injured last week. So kind of some up and down there. Um, and then in the secondary, of course, Darius Slay and Bradbury playing 98 and 97. And Eli Ricks was your slot corner this week. Who knows? That can change week to week. Um, you can see this is there's a ton of names on here who have played at corner. Like this always happens to the Eagles. So uh, you know they've got the bye week now to get healthy. So hopefully we'll see uh, we'll see some guys get healthy. Uh, Kevin Byard played 100%. Reed Blankenship 100%. Nice to see them in there healthy. Yeah, Byard. Uh, okay, he had an okay game. Nine total tackles, five solo. So we'll take that. Um, but Blankenship has been like the big play guy. So uh, he's he's got the ceiling there. Um, we also saw Sidney Brown. You know, he went from uh, 94% in week seven with Reed Blankenship out down to 56% in week eight, down to 33% this week. I thought they were playing him like kind of almost like not, well, not Josh Metellus because Metellus is out there for 99% of stats. But I thought they were moving him all over the field. They were Sidney Brown. And it looks like, you know, he's just kind of, back down to his reserve role um he can play slot corners sort of but just wasn't doing it this week so um yeah so go get nicholas morrow again if nicobe dean's going to be injured and other than that not much else to take away which will take us to the giants and the raiders so we'll start with the giants boy this one was ugly outside of max crosby um and they have, um, there wasn't a lot going on here. So on the Giants end, Xavier McKinney with 17 points, uh, 10 total tackles, seven solo. This was his, I believe, his best game of the season. Uh, I can, I'm about to verify that with our handy-dandy weekly fantasy finishes. Yeah, uh, this was his best game of the season by far. Um, so 
I guess nice to see it if you've been hanging on all year, but he's been a massive, massive disappointment uh, so far this year. So unfortunate uh, for, for McKinney managers. But uh, the rookie corner, Deontay Banks, four solos, three assists. Uh, Micah McFadden beats out Bobby O this week, but only by a point in our scoring. Um, uh, let's take a look at those snap counts then to see. Um, because, yeah, Bobby O is still the guy you want. Um, he's been having an awesome, awesome year. Uh, yeah, Bobby did play 100%. McFadden back up to 80. So we were getting a little worried there, right? So after he missed his week with injury, he was back at 79%. That was great to see. But then these past two weeks, we saw 62% and 58% with Isaiah Simmons kind of creeping in there. So nice to see McFadden back to 80%. Let's hope they you know quit messing around. Uh, Simmons played 22%, which is fine, whatever. Uh, but let's let's keep McFadden in there. He's he's having a really nice year too. Came on Thibodeau at 85%, but unfortunately, um, the stat sheet was pretty bare this week. So again, after the monster week, you can't always just plug that back in and chase it. So he comes back down to earth, crashing, plummeting back down to earth with just one solo tackle and nothing else on 85% of snaps. So I think the Raiders obviously came out juiced uh, playing for their interim head coach, Antonio Pierce, uh, after Josh McDaniels deservingly got the boot. Finally, uh, Arthur Smith deserves it next. But um, so, yeah, they just weren't. There was, let's see, I don't think anybody. Yeah, zero sacks in this one. So uh, against the Raiders, like that's pretty bad. So uh, yikes. Um, in the secondary, the corners were rotated outside Deontay Banks, who is a nice little sleeper. So he's a rookie corner as well, um, who's been playing pretty decent lately. So, yeah, if you need uh a hail mary shot at corner deontay banks is someone to go after uh jason Penick still playing uh, all the snaps essentially um but yeah just uh just three solos this week um in the stat column so not not a lot of fantasy points this week um yeah dexter lawrence uh you know with with leonard williams gone we figured would have more potential opportunity uh in this one he played 70 percent of the snaps um but just two solos this week to to go with that uh and one assist so as far as the number two let's look it looks like rakeem nunez roche uh played 58 percent ashawn robinson 50 percent and dj davidson 32 so again this is a giant rotation and there's no one really worthwhile bothering to go after uh as a plug and play uh player um jihad ward appears to be the other sort of defensive end uh while zizo Jolari is out who i believe is eligible to return next week so yeah one two three this was his fourth game so let's hope that he could come back healthy and, and provide a spark here but yeah the giants you know yeah as much as I, you know yeah you kind of are for it came on thibodeau exist in this they sort of are forcing you to play them uh range just like Devin white right because we've seen the ceiling and you don't want to miss out on that and you kind of just have to eat these bad games uh along the way to to reap the reward of uh of this of those ceiling games so okay for vegas i mean max i i so i did the preview uh right up of this game and i said that 
you know, Max Crosby could be, you know, on the verge of a historic game for himself. And I mean, he's pretty damn close. Three sacks, six solos, three TFLs, two assists. Like it was a monster. I mean, after, so the reasoning was they just let Jermaine Johnson go nuts um, on, on the Giants last week. I was like, you know, if Jermaine Johnson can get two sacks, you know, Crosby could be in store for, for a, a you know, historic game. And this pretty much was that. Um, beyond him, we did see the corners do well. Amik Robertson and Nate Hobbs, uh, both with an interception. So both had really nice scores in this one. Robert Spillane's still up there. He was, he was scaring us with his uh, questionable um, designation heading into this game uh, with already um, – where's Vegas? Jesus. Um, with already Divine Diablo out and – Luke Masterson missed this one. So um, Spillane delivers a, a, a very nice performance in this one. Uh, Trevon Merritt continues to be really, really good for fantasy this year. So I would keep – so, they, they, yeah, when Nate Hobbs is healthy, you're rolling him out. So you got four guys on this Raiders defense that are, I would say, more than trustworthy in Crosby, Hobbs, Spillane, and I'm putting Trevon Merritt in that category as well. So – um, Marcus Epps kind of back down to earth after a nice week. So the, the, the other linebacker in this one was a rookie by the name of Amari Bernie. Uh, he came away with three solos and three assists in this one. Um, you know, yeah, a lot of people were scrambling because they weren't sure about Robert Spillane and, or they were filling in divine Diablo or Luke Masterson and Bernie kind of gave us a, a dud performance here. I would say. Um, let's see how many snaps he played. Um, he did play, oh, only 51%. So that's very interesting. Uh, Malik Reed got some run at 13%. So I would venture to say that this was a, uh, either a lot of safeties or the edge rushers were playing. So let's go down the line here on the interior. Yeah. I mean, uh, John Jenkins had been really reliable, but he went all the way down to 37% this week. Um, Jerry Tillery won the uh, the interior defensive lineman snap count battle with 59%. So not really chasing anyone there. Uh, of course, Max Crosby plays 100% of sacks. That's incredible. Uh, we saw Tyree Wilson get half of a sack. So he had a, a pretty solid game here um, playing against the junk uh, Giants um, offensive line. Okay, it was so Jalen Smith, the former Giant, former Cowboy, was the other linebacker. They basically signed off the street this week, and he played 40% of snaps, and he gave us uh, a whopping two solo tackles. So neither of those linebackers really gave us much production. It was all Big Bob Spillane playing 100% off of the questionable tag. So great, great to see him be able to make it through the whole game. Um, yeah, so Amik Robertson, the corner, 83% of snaps. Nate Hobbs, 79, and Marcus Peters, 76. It, outside, I mean, I'm still firing up Nate Hobbs. He's the slot corner. He's got that role um, and, and possesses that ceiling. And Amik Robertson and Marcus Peters are going to flip-flop every week. And then, of course, uh, Marcus Epps. You know, Marcus Epps is playing damn near all of the snaps. Uh, he's just not as productive as Trevon Merrick from a fantasy standpoint this week. So Merrick is the guy you want. All right, our last game of the evening. Um, as Monday Night Football is about to kick off here, you know, we got to recording a little bit early uh, in the day here, luckily, this week. So that's very nice. Um, so Bills and Bengals. 
All right, on Buffalo's end, I didn't watch much of this game. I was kind of, <laughs> you know, it was Dallas week for an Eagles fan, so I was kind of, you know, party hardy in and uh, didn't didn't really watch much of this game. So looks like Tyrell Dodson beat out Terrell Bernard in this one, unfortunately. Uh, so Dodson had uh, ten total with eight solos to Terrell Bernard's just two solos and two assists. So, uh, you know, that can happen with linebackers. You're, you know, this was, I do remember in the write-up on this one, this was not a very good IDP fantasy matchup for really either team. Um, both offenses were not giving up very many fantasy points to um, any of the opposing positions for the most part. So not a lot of meat on the bone here in this one. Uh, Jordan Poyer did have 20 points. So those were really the top two guys. Uh, beyond that, you've got cornerbacks, Dane Jackson and Teron Johnson. And then really a whole bunch of nothing. Uh, as far as sacks went, uh, there was one sack that was split between the defensive tackle, Jordan Phillips, and the edge rusher, Leonard Floyd, um, both really didn't give you much additionally to go with that. Um, and Oliver, another clunker. You know, again, it was a bad fantasy matchup, so only one solo, one assist for Ed Oliver. Uh, let's see if we can take away anything on the snap cast because the uh, the fantasy scores are nothing to to really write home about, I would say. So, yeah, let's see. Ed Oliver, 64% of the snaps. You know, he was hitting the 80s not too long ago. Uh, really disappointing. I don't know if he's the injuries holding him back a little bit. He did miss week seven with due to injury and uh, returned to 51% and 64% of snaps. So, not great. And I'm definitely not chasing anyone else on that interior. Um, on the edge, you know, Leonard Floyd, 50%. AJ Abanessa, 44%. Greg Rousseau, 43%, and Bob Miller, 34%. So that's just a gigantic mess, too. One week's going to be Leonard Floyd, then it's going to be Rousseau. I do eventually expect Bob Miller to start getting home. And then, of course, AJ Epinesa has been having some really nice ceiling games, although this week he gave us a whopping one assisted tackle, which we try to tell you he is like that. He does not, he does not possess the skills to – uh provide a sort of consistency uh from week to week for you so and the linebackers so dodson played 96 percent of stats oh terrell bernard 43 so we must have had an injury there to bernard uh, i did like i said did not see much of this game so that has really got to be the only explanation there um and dorian williams 44 percent. so hey we need to research go do our research on terrell bernard see how bad that injury is and, you know, if he's going to miss time, it's Terrell Dodson as the one and Dorian Williams as the two from a fantasy perspective. Um, in the secondary, I saw I didn't know Josh Norman was on this team. The old man got 7% of staffs. Newly acquired Rasul Douglas played 60. Uh, Teron Johnson, 100. Dane Jackson, 84. So we predicted this in the write-up that Rasul Douglas would pull away from Christian Benford which is exactly how it went down here. So Teron Johnson and Dane Jackson are your uh, corners of relevance for, for the Bills here. And at safety, you know, Jordan Poyer, 100%. Mike Hyde, 81 after, you know, five straight weeks of 100%. Uh, split some time with, with Taylor Rapp in this one. But Mike Hyde, you know, more of that center field free safety. You're, you're not getting a ton of fantasy production out of him on a weekly basis anyway. 
Heading over to Cincinnati. Let's see. Yeah, the linebackers were – it was a Jermaine Pratt game in this one. Uh, the sacks, there was only one that went to B.J. Hill, uh, the defensive tackle, and really didn't give you much beyond that. So, yeah, on both sides here, there's there's not a lot of fancy meat. Mike Hilton, the slot corner for the Bengals, took away 10 uh, solo tackles. So he crushed it uh, from a production standpoint. Uh, Cam Taylor Britt did get an interception in this one, so that was nice. But only one solo, one assist to go along with that. Not so nice. Uh, Logan Wilson with four solos, four assists, uh, 12 points. And Jermaine Pratt, six solos, five assists, and forced a fumble in this one. So he had the he had the splash plays and uh, more tackles than Wilson. Beyond that, you know, Daxon Hill with a clunker, just two assists, uh, assisted tackles, no solos. So very sad to see him uh, turn in a clunker into what should have been a, a, a kind of a shootout. They just didn't really turn out that way, game script wise. Um, Trey Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard, the the ends. Uh, Hubbard only one point, and Hendrickson only three points. So nobody was getting to Josh Allen in this one. Um, yeah, let's go to the snap counts and see really if there's much takeaway. Cincinnati's kind of – we've got them figured out for the most part. It's Hubbard, it's Hendrickson, who are sort of matchup dependent. Yeah, you're probably not the luxury to, you know, be swapping them out every other week, but, um, you know, they are what they are. It is DJ Reader and BJ Hill on the interior if you're desperate, but they're very, you know, lumpy with their production as well. As far as the linebackers go, yep, Logan Wilson at 100, Jermaine Pratt at 97. Nothing crazy there. This was just a Jermaine Pratt week. Uh, Mike Hilton played 100% of the staff, so there you go. Uh, he is normally their slot corner, and you can see that. He only hit that one other time in week three. Uh, this week, Chidobi Awuze, uh, only 60%. Cam Taylor Britt, only 57%. And the rookie, DJ Turner, played 88%, but only gave us two solos, a TFL, and one assist to go uh, with the second highest snap count in the uh, in the secondary there. Um, and then at safety, it's Dax Hill playing 100%. Nick Scott back up to 88%. And Jordan Battle, you know, trying to eat his way into there but just not getting a lot of production to go along with it at 14% of snaps. So I think that'll do it this week for the IDP Plus podcast for my co-host, Matt Record, and for myself, Dynasty Stana, uh, Steve Thomason. We really appreciate you being here with us every week. Uh, you know, Tried to hit you with some of our site tools here this week to change it up a little bit with that discount going on. You can get an in-season membership for 50% off this week. So definitely take advantage of that. Uh, we would love to help you win your IDP leagues. And I think we're the best uh, best crew out there to, to do it. So not only do you get access, full access to the website, the tools, all the written breakdowns and content, which have been super helpful, not only for our subscribers. I mean, I use this stuff, too, to help me make, uh, you know, decisions in my IDP league. So, uh, you know, it's it's been really great. Um, but, yeah, our snap count tools, our fantasy finishes, the written content, um, all great stuff. And, hey, if you're looking to play in a charity tournament next year, you go right on the site. You don't have to be a subscriber to access that. You sign up for the 2024 IDP Invitational, the best uh, charity tournament out there that 
incorporates IDP with offense. We're basically mirroring and we're inspired by the Scott Fishbowl there. So a really fun yearly tournament, especially, you know, it's obviously free. We encourage you to donate uh, our, our particular company's cause is for autism, but we of course encourage anyone to donate to causes that are close to them as well outside of um, outside of it being a, an autism focused uh, charity league. So uh, it, it's technically free. If you want to try out IDP mixed with offense, it's a really great fun tournament. And uh, we will catch you next week. Uh, thanks for listening. For a prize for my new league, a belt or a ring or a nice trophy. My IDP guys went and had my back. The best swag online for champs is found on Trophy Smack. R-I-N-G, that spells ring. TrophySmack.com has the bling. Good, so good, I have to sing. Go and check them out, they have everything. I can show that I'm the master of my craft. I'm a champion in fantasy and I won't let you forget that. R-I-N-G, that spells ring. TrophySmack.com has the bling. Use promo code IDPGUYS at checkout for a free ring on